Hello, good people. Welcome to Ramble On this week, you beautiful Patreon subscribers. We love you all dearly. We love all our listeners, of course, but you are our favourites. Um, <laughs> all four of us are here, and, uh, and and I want to ask you, you three fine gentlemen, which person or persons from football would you hate to be in lockdown with in this current climate? Jim, why don't you kick us off, old boy? Well, I, there's a lot of candidates for this, aren't there? That's, a, that's quite a <laughs> quite a good question, really. Um, I think that the, the I've, there are two that are really, really in my mind. I, I think I'll go for the one that I've 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 not settled on first. I think Chris Sutton would be challenging company um, for an indefinite period of lockdown in which you have to sort of keep morale up. Because I don't know about you, but that is a big part of it, isn't it? It's like just, you know, I, I have three flatmates and that's a really good thing because there's enough of us that we, you know, it's varied and we can help each other through it. But if it was just you and Chris Sutton, he'd be sitting there going, oh, I don't see what all the fuss about fuss is about this. And he'd also be criticising all the young people for going out to parks and things like that. He'd be eating up the fake news. Um He'd be, he'd be difficult. He would be a difficult, difficult man to live with. But on the other end of the spectrum, I think the guy I'm going to go for is Jesse Lingard because he would be an absolute <laughs> banter hurricane. And I'm quite an introverted person. You know, I like my own space. Um, and I don't think Jesse Lingard would give me that. He'd be just pranking me constantly. He'd, he'd have like one of those air horns and he'd wake me up with it. Um, and he'd just laugh and laugh and laugh. And it'd be on Instagram live. It'd, it'd be awful. I, I couldn't be dealing with it. Jim, I think, I, I mean, I get the Jesse Lingard thing. Um, I think you've been a bit t- a touch harsh to, to Chris Sutton because it, we've often said that since the Russia World Cup, since he went to St. Petersburg and all them, he's a bit of a different man. And if he was feeling a bit down on the dumps, just say, Chris, tell us about Russia again and he'd come along. But I, I think what's what's been underplayed here is the, is the idea that um, <clears throat> footballers are very competitive. And so <laughs> the problem is that if you're not careful, and as Jim's described, a one-on-one kind of lockdown scenario with no alleviation from other human beings, you are rapidly going to get into a situation where everything's going to become a competition. Yeah. And with someone like Chris, I mean, you're, if he's looking over your shoulder when you're putting something in the bin, he's probably going to have an opinion on how you could be putting something in the bin better than him. Than that. <laughs> and it's going to get rapidly really annoying. And I think for that reason alone, you have to choose very carefully with who you want to be with. I, I, I think Chris... I kind of agree with you, Marcus. Chris has improved a great deal from what I know, but he might still be one of those fiercely competitive old school footballers, like a competitive dad type. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, Luke, who would you who would you go for yourself? What least likely? I, I mean, the one I'd hate to be most I'd most hate to be in lockdown with. Mm-hmm. And I went round the houses on this one, and I'm, I make no apology for being. Um, predictable here because I did seriously consider other candidates and it's not just for the reasons you guys are immediately going to leap to I would hate to be in lockdown with Matt Letizia (laughs) (laughs) well my goodness Luke (laughs) chiefly because I'll, I'll give you a few reasons and there are many but I'll give you a few 
One is because he's the type of Southampton guy who's got no self-deprecation about him. So I'm one of those football fans who, if I'm defending Portsmouth to the hill, it's generally kind of done tongue-in-cheek as a half-joke, and I'm not that I'm not that serious about it. And I've got plenty of friends because um, the, um, the, the, ge- the geography of where I grew up, there are some, over the other side of, of town, there are some people who are Southampton fans. So I, I grew up, particularly at Sixth Form College, among a few Southampton fans. And we always got on well. It's always a good bit of fun, and we'd always acknowledge our own club's shortcomings. And that's really crucial when it comes to being friends with someone who supports a rival club. And Letitia has got none of that, right? That's point number one. Point number two is, and I realise I'm going to open myself up to criticism myself here, He's um, he, he spends up all of his time talking about his own career. And three, have you seen his Twitter output? It is problematic yeah. to say the least. So for really? all those reasons, I, I think it. he would be absolutely horrific to be stuck in lockdown with. What does he put yeah, on I agree. It's like... Um, it's like a drunk dad talking about politics over dinner. Oh, dear. He's probably the best <laughs> well way put. of putting it. Well put. <laughs> Things back. he doesn't necessarily understand either. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That's all I, of us. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, yeah, I, I... Okay. Peter, what about you? Who would you choose? Uh, who would I actually choose to, to, to be in lockdown with? Um, oh, I'd no, probably, no, sorry. I probably... Who you would you least like to be in it with? Um... I would least like to be in with Lee Boyer, yeah, um, because he would constantly be bringing. bringing he'd be. He doesn't like rules at the best of times. He'd be flouting <laughs> them. He'd be out fishing every day, and he'd be bringing, bringing back fish into the house. And the house would just constantly smell of fish. It would just absolutely stink all of the time. And I, I don't think he's a great conversationalist. Uh, he, he seems to be doing all right as a manager, but I, I just worry that I wouldn't enjoy my time and all my food would smell of fish. And I already live above a fish shop, so, so it would be twice as much fish. Hang on. So you think fishermen bring their catches home and you're worried <laughs> that it would make your food smell of fish? So you, you, <laughs> what, you think he's going to leave Jim, his fish listen, on your things? Jim, Pete has gone very, to great lengths to ensure that his entire house smells of Campari and that's how he likes it, all right? He doesn't want that <laughs> yeah, changed. exactly. I just pour, I just pour Campari into one of those uh, diffusers that the <laughs> with the little the, uh, sticks in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lee, no, Lee, no, Lee Boy um, would come home with the the catch of the day, and it would be massive because he's a celebrated fisherman, and he, and he did insist on cooking it. He, he did insist on me cooking it up or cooking it up himself, and all of my house would stink of fish. You know, some people's houses smell of soup or pee or fish and in my house would smell more of fish than it does now i don't need that in my life thank you lee no thank it's a, you it's a fair answer in my opinion yeah yeah, yeah. don't sure know why i haven't sure got me jim what about you marcus <laughs> um well i said person or persons um so yeah. i wouldn't want to be in lockdown with graham Sooners and paul pogba no oh, oh, oh could be amazing. i don't know yeah when it's that's good it's great <laughs> yeah it could be amazing Pog- Pogba for Jesse Lingard reasons, like Jim cited, and Graham Sooners for for sort of Chris Sutton times a million and uh, Matt Letizier type reasons. Yeah, I mean, you said personal persons. I mean, if you want, I can just answer with three Matt Letiziers, if that makes it easier. <laughs> <laughs> the, the would they agree with each the other? Or would they argue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you had three Matt Letizias, how much they would dominate the goal of the month competition in year 1995. It would just be every week. He'd be playing that Lightning Seed song over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and... 
He was a great player. In fact, we should take a moment to think about some of those goals that he scored. And Nothing uh, else to do, is it? Let him explain them all to, to Luke. All right, well, Jim, let, let's go back round then. So who would who um, would you would you love to be in lockdown with, Jim? Well, I'm going to use the same sort of format I did before and sort of as Luke did as well, just sort of show my work in a little bit. Um, one One I considered would be James Milner because I think... Yeah. As again, Practical. as I'm quite an introverted person, he would probably leave me alone when I wanted it. And also, he's 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 quite funny, James Milner. It goes underrated about him, but he's got a very very dry sense of humour. And I think I'd probably get on quite well with him. Uh, and also, if anything needed doing around the house, he's your man. It's just done. It's hundred percent. Yeah. If you if you can conceptualise yeah. anything, you think, oh, wouldn't it be great to have this, that, or the other? He would know what to do, and he would do it very quickly. But I think on the other scale, on the other side of that spectrum, the person I'm actually going to choose is David James because he's a big gamer isn't he he's a massive he's a massive fan of video games and mm. um he's a real like nerd about it quite passionate about it and I like video games here and there but I'm sort of rediscovering uh, my my inner gamer and obviously the lockdown is is a period to to get good at that sort of thing again so he could he could help me out and we could stay up too late and it wouldn't matter because he wouldn't have a game in the morning so he couldn't mess it up <laughs> <laughs> also Jim the reason I like those two answers is because they're both age appropriate yes um, you can't be. You don't want to be locked into a lockdown. Just you and like a seventeen-year-old football player. No, it, it oh, would just yeah, be yeah. horrendous. Like you'd, 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 yeah, well, you'd find yourself. <laughs> yeah, you'd find yourself without even meaning to just becoming a dad. Luke, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody was going to say it's... a seventeen-year-old footballer, though, were they? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard the answers yet. And we have got Pete Dobbs yeah, on the show, so who knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd, I'd at least choose an age-appropriate one. Is what was that? Half your, half your age plus six years? So, you know, they'd be heading into their prime, if anything else. I'd quite enjoy them around the house. Uh, Luke, do you want my answer, Marcus? Love, I would love it. So I, again, tried to think of a few different candidates for this, and I came up with... Uh, the one that just won out time and time again, mm. the great Ian Wright. Oh, yes, nice choice. <laughs> because you could, he would, even if he didn't have the same interest in a particular TV show, he'd still be up for giving it a go. You could mm-hmm. watch old uh, football matches that he played in and even ones he didn't play in and he'd be really enthusiastic about it. I think he'd like to have a beer as well. Uh, I think, uh, can you imagine, right? So I've got, I'm fortunate enough to have a garden, right? So at the bottom of the garden, I've got some nice, um, garden furniture and it gets the sun in the mid afternoon and i cannot think of anything better in lockdown um uh, just just keeping my voice down so my wife doesn't hear me in the next room than sitting with Careful. ian wright on that terrace with a beer just having a good old crack that for me mm. i could probably do that every night until lockdown was finished so it's got to be ian wright for me i think That's surely right. an honorable me- honorable mention for ray parlor here as well who's been so ray, ray, you get, no ray because ray would be relentless making you have beer every night <laughs> It'll yeah, be it'll be horrible. I d- Ray Parler Ray Parler always seems to be pictured in the pub, and I think he was criticised quite roundly and and quite uh, uh, um, fairly, I think, for drinking under uh, when everyone should really not have been in pubs. But um, he has got the physique of a man who doesn't drink mm. as much as he does. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. completely agree. Yeah, <laughs> righty right the the right amount of crack. Ray Parler, too much crack. Hundred percent. Yeah, mm. Peter. <laughs> Um, I am an underwhelming man who uh, half asses everything. Um, Nig- Thanks for Nigel Clough. Yeah, Nigel Clough. <laughs> right. 
because because he is uh, he was you know a midfielder slash slash striker who was very very good, but mm. because of who his dad was. He was mm. constantly reminded that he wasn't as good as his dad. And you see that a lot in football. But Nigel Clough, it's it's about as stark as those kind of comparisons get, I think, to a certain extent, <laughs> because he was very good. He's actually quite a good manager as well. But he's, you know, what is it like? He's like one in three for Forrest uh, under under the stewardship of his dad, fair play. But uh, I would just did very much enjoy picking at that uh, emotional Peter. thread constantly until he, oh. until he just... <laughs> Me. Jesus Christ! Why do you want this to happen? I don't know. I just, well, you got well. It's either that or play on my switch. So <laughs> yeah. But Pete, though, do, when you go to Hartlepool, do, do all the locals remind you you're not as good as Stewie Donaldson? Stuart, yeah. yeah. Well, no. Well, me, me, dad, a very. My dad actually slammed the phone down on me as much as you can slam down a phone uh, these days uh, uh, over the weekend. So uh, what was that's that our relationship. <laughs> Not Politics. a happy home life. <laughs> Politics <laughs> and the newspapers he reads. Uh, okay, yeah. so, so, uh, so people, so, so you've answered a question about who you'd like to spend time with on lockdown, and you're, the end of yeah. your answer is your own father slamming the phone down on you. <laughs> yeah, but I think that the key thing, the key yeah. thing is that you want to psychologically torture Nigel Clough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'd enjoy, yeah. I'd enjoy yeah. repeatedly picking at that emotional thread until he chins me. <laughs> what a great situation that would be. You want that. You want that to yeah. happen. It's a Why? nice little project, I think. I don't know. It's just a nice little project. I just when I was, you know, you look. I didn't want to pick the obvious ones. I was thinking like, oh, Jurgen Klopp, he's too nice, and and if he wasn't a football manager, and he wasn't a footballer, he'd definitely be a stoner, and he'd get on my nerves. So like, I like, I just thought Nigel Clough would sort of do it, like just, just, just a little project for me. You yeah. really think the worst of everybody, don't you? Uh, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I chose Roy Hodgson. He likes to keep a good structure to his teams, as we know, and it's important to keep a good structure for your day. And uh, I could talk to him about Fulham's Europa League run and managing England, and I think he'd be an excellent person to, to read you a bedtime story. I think you've yeah, had a man there, because I, I, think, I think because he's old, he'd get up really early and it'd get on your nerves. Yeah, but yeah, also, Luke, he... if, you, if you get like a mouse or anything, you can catch it. <laughs> true he can also he can also definitely help you with like things around the house because he can swivel his head 180 degrees mm. <laughs> and he'd and he'd speak to your Hungarian he'd do a part you and speak to your Hungarian wife yeah uh, he would Hungarian, yeah. and he'd really get on your nerves <laughs> yeah you know, it would help me learn that's how I'd listen to it <laughs> well I had to Very I had nice. to use I, I had to use some sort of Marcus Speller trope and it wasn't going to be Sven Goran Eriksson this time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, you wouldn't trust are. a single surface, would you? No, <laughs> <laughs> and nor should you in today's times. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. A lot of viruses there. Um, thank you very much. I think um, I, I think that uh, uh, let's give Pete the points. Do we do points? Yeah. Why not? For those who remember yeah. that crap, um, yeah. just uh, for a bit of charity. Um, but thank yeah. you, uh, Cheers, everybody, for listening um, to this nonsense. Uh, up next on Ramble On, uh, we have a, a, a full interview with you. You may have heard some of the interview on On the Continent with a, a marvellous man called Preben from uh, from SC Micheland in, in Denmark talking about the, their drive-through football plan. Well, this is the full interview from, from that lovely chap, so do enjoy. 
we try to have a, a very close uh, discussion uh, uh, with our with our fans all the time, and we have a very creative uh, uh, media department inside uh, FC Midland as well. And when we have this kind of situation where we all agree that that uh, we have to take care of each other, we've been trying to say then what could be the second best uh, to seeing football on the stadium, and then we agreed that that. Uh, that we should put up a lot of ideas. And, and then we, we found that, that this was the best idea. We, we thought that, that this could be something that could uh, unite people, not standing shoulder to shoulder, but, but sitting car to car, uh, watching football together. And so have other clubs been in touch with you since the idea became public knowledge? Obviously, people have been talking about it all over Europe and all over the world. Have other clubs from Denmark and abroad been in touch to ask for help and advice and how they might do a similar scheme? We have seen a few clubs uh, trying to do something uh, similar. And, uh, and we have also uh, uh, had a few clubs asking uh, how they could do it in, 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 in a way that, that, that uh, would be similar to the way we're doing it. But the most funny thing, I think, was that we had a, a baseball team from Washington in the U.S. asking uh, a lot of different details about how could they use, how could they do the drive-in thing at, at their place? Well, I, I suppose the drive-through experience makes sense in terms of America, doesn't it? I mean, uh, apparently yeah. some American cinemas, some American drive-ins have, have been doing quite good business. So, yeah. so this is this is something that could work well. Yeah, uh, we, as, as I said, we, we've been talking to some clubs, but, but the, the crazy thing has been that, that we thought that this was a good idea in our region, perhaps in our country. But, but we're discussing this all over the world. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be in, in a morning show in, uh, in Japan. The day after that, it's an evening show in <laughs> Australia. Uh, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to, yeah, I've been in, interviewed to a Polish uh, TV station. It, it's, it's really gone crazy. So Michelin in its current form is, is is quite a new club. In terms of creating an idea about this, I mean, you talked about the closeness to the fans and taking the fans' ideas on board. Is, is the fact that you've got quite a new infrastructure something that makes this easier to roll out as well? You could say so. We have a, we have a quite young club and we are in an area of, of Denmark where, where nothing really is given. We have no water, we have no mountains, we, have no, we are not that many people. So everybody is, is, is kind of sticking together. And, and when you come to the, with this kind of idea to, to the local authorities and to the police and to everybody else in the region, it's not a, a question of, of getting a permission. It's a question of how are we going to solve this together? So, 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 so suddenly it's also a task for the police and, and the t- a task for the local co- council. And we're all working together. And, and, and this is really tremendous in, 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 uh, in, this, kind of, in, in this part of Denmark. And you're talking about giving something back to the fans. Obviously, in the current situation, you want to give them to give something back to you as well. I mean, there's been um, some a statement that the club have have put out about the remaining bits of the season tickets uh, for the home supporters, for the season ticket holders, uh, where they can either just give them money over to the club, they can ask for vouchers, or they can choose to get the refund. Yeah. Firstly, what's been the reaction to that from the supporters at large and secondly what will you do with the money that the supporters give up uh, 
the reason why we were sending out this was in fact that that our fans uh, had an idea and, and and said to us we would like to collect money for the club uh, okay. some said we would like to uh, you to have the money for the tickets that we were supposed to use for the rest of the season some said we would like to buy a season uh, card for the next season pay it now and then we'll just see what happens so it was more or less the uh, the, the the fans choice that that we did what we did and and i can say that we're, we're close to 90 percent of 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 uh, of the fans saying they would like wow. uh, they would like us to use this money uh, inside the club and what we're doing is that we have a, a trust fund we are we are in the same family as uh, Brentford in, in, in your country. And, and we have, yes. a, a, as well as Brentford has a trust fund, we have one in Denmark as well. And some of the money we're going to put in this uh, trust fund. Another place where we're going to spend the money is we have a very, very special uh, kind of setup in, 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 in Denmark and, and uh, I think in the world uh, in general, where we have 146 clubs which are part of, uh, of this family. So there are 146 clubs being part of the FC Midtjylland family, where we, uh, on a weekly basis, are training their talents and uh, helping their trainers in, in making plans and, and et cetera. And uh, part of the money is going to be used to, to this as well. And how has that training continued while everyone's been behind closed doors? How, how has that been possible to, to continue that? Well, well, it isn't possible. So, 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 what we're doing now is, is staying together on on the social media. Uh, yeah. We're sharing different uh, pictures and training methods, etc. Uh, so, so it isn't possible as it is right now. But in Denmark, uh, we're very uh, hopeful that that uh, that if 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 it's if it's safely done, then we'll we'll start up playing in 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 the major league. Uh, at the middle of, of uh, May uh, or at the end of May in order to finish the rest of the games for, for this season. And this is particularly for us uh, a, a good thing because, uh, again, it's most important that we all stay safe, but we also want to look at football and we are 12 points ahead of, of, uh, of FC Copenhagen uh, in order to, to, to get our third uh, championship in, in, our, in our short history. Yeah, I mean, this obviously, as you say, is something that affects the world and people's lives in general. But purely in a sporting perspective, it must have been a really unusual feeling for everyone at the club when it ground to a complete halt. I mean, you guys were in a great run of form. You'd won four successive uh, games in the Superliga since it came back. Um, you'd not conceded a goal since December in a, in a competitive match. I mean, was, was that something on a sporting level that was quite difficult for the players to come to terms with? I'm not sure it's more difficult than it is for the rest of us because uh, everybody is, is focused on, on safety. And I'm saying mm. that, that it, perhaps it's even better for us before, because going to a break uh, after winning four games in a row without conceiving a goal, perhaps that's better than, 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 than going to a break after losing four games. So, so I think we're more or less in the same boat, all of us, uh, when it comes to this. So how has life been at the club for, for you guys working behind the scenes since the shutdown? And what's your daily routine now you're, I guess, working from home? In Denmark, we have a government which, which is very much helping uh, all, the, all the people and, and, and all the companies and, and also all the sports clubs. And part of this is that if you're sending a, a large portion of, of your employees home, uh, then uh, you will get some 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 money for the government, 
and and uh, then you have to promise that you're not not uh, letting anybody off or, or cutting their salary in in this period. Right. And and this is also what we're doing in in Midtjylland. So it's only a few of us going to work uh, at the moment. So and and all of us more or less is not the players, of course, but the red, rest of us is is preparing this uh, drive-in facility because. Now the world have seen what we want to do. Now we want it to make uh, it an, uh, an event that everybody says afterwards, wow, this was fantastic. So that's what we're working on now. So what has been the sort of prep that you've had to do for it, Preben? And what, what are the practical steps that you have to take to make this from a great story to something that actually happens and is a great experience for the supporters? First of all, we are, we are mounting up a, a 46 square meter screen in, in front of the stadium. And we are mounting up an even larger screen, 52 square meters at the back of the stadium. Then we're having around 700 cars in, in the front and around 1,500 in the back, meaning 2,200 cars in all. We have the possibility around the stadium to build it up to 12,500 cars. So we have a very special uh, facility here. Wow. And then we'll be transmitting the, the game, of course, on the screen as it is played. And the sound, uh, when you go into the stadium, we have uh, registered a, a special frequency. And then it, when you're tuning into this, you, will do, uh, you can do that in your car radio. And then you will hear the, commenter, uh, the commentators uh, talking about the match in your car. What we also is doing is that we're putting up uh, uh, microphones and cameras in the in the big screen uh, cameras, oh, sorry, in the big screens. So then we're transmitting what's happening on the parking lot inside the stadium. So the <laughs> players and the staff inside the stadium will be able to see and hear what's happening outside the stadium. So that's 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 a special part of it. And then as when we're fi- when we're finished uh, talking here, I have a meeting with our special uh, our different fan uh, uh, fan sectors in order to, to, uh, to find out what can we do. Can we make, make something special out of the horns? Do we make carnival uh, about how you decorate your, your car into an FC Midtjylland car and, and so on and so forth? So, so we really try to make this an, an event that, that people will say, okay, it was a big news when it came out, but it's, it's, it's even bigger when we see it. It, it sounds amazing, but, but I've got to ask, what about the boring practical stuff? What about drinks and if fans need to go to the toilet and stuff like that, what happens? I could give you a, a couple of examples. Uh, when About drinks, uh, uh, first of all, it's, it's alcohol-free. We agreed with that, uh, with the police, because uh, we're a little bit worried that, that everybody uh, stays in the cars and, and, uh, and, and uh, that everybody's going, a lot of people is going to drive home afterwards. When yeah. it comes to going to the restroom, uh, we urge people to, to do that before coming, but we will also have restrooms at the facilities. And if you blink your light, then a, a safety guard will come down, escort you uh, to a toilet, afterwards clean it and escort you back to the car again. Well, that's that's fantastic. I mean, how important do you think it will be for the players to have that feeling of closeness to the fans that they're there even though they're not there in the stands have you spoken to the players about yeah, that? What's their spoken, reaction to it i've spoken a lot to the players and 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 uh, the first thing they said no matter what you find out everything is better than the last game we played without any any fans at at, at mm. the stadium 
and they think this is a great idea. It, for all of us, it's a little bit difficult to imagine how it's going to, to, to play out because uh, nobody of us have, have, have tried this before. But, but I'm, uh, you can be sure that, that, that there will be a lot of activities and a lot of activities will be focused on connecting from the field inside the stadium to the 50 meters outside the stadium in order to, 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 uh, to, to secure that everybody knows that, that something hap- is happening on both sides of, uh, of the fence. In terms of the players uh, training while um, the shutdown's been going on, uh, what has been the plan of, of, of Brian Prisco? What, what, what has he done to keep in touch with the players and, and keep them in some sort of fitness? And at what point can you re-escalate and have group training? We started up uh, without sending the, tr- the players home. So we started up training with, with the players. Uh, when, when we saw that this is going to be for a longer period, we, 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 uh, uh, we took one of the, the government's health plans. And this means that, that we can send some players home and when they're home, we can't do anything about them. It's up to themselves what they do. We can't train with them. We can't plan anything for them. They cannot work when they're home. If they do something by, by own, own means, it's okay, but we cannot influence them. So what okay. we're doing now is we're rotating them. So we're taking in a group of people, uh, working with them, sending them home, taking in a new group of people. Uh, and this is how we do it now. And 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 what we're hoping for is now we have... Uh, the. Uh, uh, the union for, 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 for all of the clubs in, in Denmark is working on a protocol where we are allowed to, to train in groups, hopefully from, from the start of May, in order to start playing in the middle of May. Uh, otherwise, it'll be from starting up in groups in middle of May, starting up with playing in, in 1st of June, if uh, things are not turned around, because we cannot know, of course, what, what, what will happen in, in the future. Now, of course, like a lot of other clubs all over Europe, Michelin have a lot of overseas players. And I think you've got overseas players from nine different nations. How have you and the community around the club had to work to support those who are basically stuck away from home and from away from their families in, in, in some cases? One of the, the very positive things to experience during this uh, during this uh, sad situation is that that we've always claimed that we are a family club, and I think that that this has really come to a test in 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 in, in this period. And what we can see is that that uh, that a lot of our players is is posting different things where 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 people have helped taking care of them. So 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 I think that that uh, of course it's a difficult situation if your family is 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 another part of the world than you are but I think that we are quite good at 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 taking care of 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 the people that we have here so so of course it's a problem but but uh, I think everybody is is coping And finally Preben um having organized this drive-in football project you might be organizing a similar project but in terms of parading a championship trophy in a couple of months, yeah. is that something that people have in the in the back of their minds at the club? No, uh, no doubt that what what we are hoping is it's it's quite sure we will not play with with, with fans on on the stadium at, at at this time. That's more or less uh, for sure. So what we're hoping is that that uh, that we are having uh, twelve thousand uh, cars outside the stadium. Uh, with with uh, fifteen or sixteen uh, different large screens, 
and that we're having a party uh, without uh, without uh, compromising uh, what is uh, what is the government's uh, plan for the country. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. production.